Yeah, whenever. Good evening and welcome. <clears throat> wow, we're off to a rousing start here. <laughs> too. You sound like our me. Game. I know I do. Wow. Um, our game day reaction show here in Southeastern 14, where, where we usually get off to a better start than that, but hey. Go back, it was, Blaine. It was it was, oh, it was sort of I, fitting, I jump on it? one time, and Chris is over here. I'm the one that I told Chris that Chris, I've got voice issues. I'm subbing in tonight, and Chris leading off this way should be a great show. <laughs> Note to self: grab a sip of water before starting this. Uh, but hey, what, are there any Missouri fans just, here, Chris? Uh, maybe a couple. How, how fitting, though. This was just a lousy day for football. If you were in this for the, the drama of good games, going to the buzzer. Holy cow. When's the last time we had a day of SEC football where all the games were just this lopsided? And, and by the way, if you're listening to this on review, we are doing this, what, fourth quarter of Georgia? Yeah, the yeah. third quarter's just ended. Georgia's up 24 points. LSU-Florida might be a good game, relatively speaking. Um, that's a 10 point game, uh, with about 25, 26, excuse me, 26 minutes to play. Uh, I mean, it was, it was an awful day of football. Now, look, if you were, if you're one of those teams, if you were Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, my goodness, you, you guys are going, what are you guys talking about? Because our teams had days. Yeah. Like Chris said, keep in mind, we are starting this a bit earlier than usual, maybe even close to an hour earlier than we usually do this. But like I said, I'm kind of subbing in tonight, Blaine's in Athens. Um, so keep that in mind. We will Blaine with a morning report on Monday. We'll touch on some of these later games, obviously go much more in depth into Georgia Ole Miss. We'll talk about it here because as we're doing this, we feel like it's over. Um, but yeah, I was actually trying to look this stat up earlier, Chris, and I started doing the research on like, point differential on one sec slate i got like you know a couple into it i was like this is gonna take forever um yeah i'm sure the stats out there somewhere but i was thinking the same thing as you i was like i don't know that i can remember another time where you had this many games that were just so lopsided um yeah you know and and a&m by the way we're recording this a&m's up 40 to 10 on mississippi state with 11 minutes left in the third quarter so I mean, these games have just not been close. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if LSU, LSU Florida may be different, but again, that's a double digit game in the third quarter. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start with my thoughts on some of these blowouts here in a second. But first, a reminder our show is presented by Bet Online, the last of the major pro sports leagues that's off and rolling. College basketball is here. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. Yeah, there's, there's a few fan bases that are. You won some money probably, today if you were betting on some of these favorites. I'll tell you that. Well, so I think some of these fan bases are, are ready for college basketball, no doubt. And, and we do that too here. Uh, anyway, Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions all the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is all caps, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, it, here's the thing. It wasn't just blowouts. I thought Arkansas would beat Auburn after last week. <laughs> that wasn't even close, 48-10. to 10. I had picked Missouri 
but, but I was starting to have some real second doubts about it. That one wasn't even close. Now, Alabama going in and smacking Kentucky, not a total surprise. I, I thought Ole Miss would play Georgia closer. Uh, Vandy, I, I don't even want to get into Vandy. Uh, that team looked like it has quit on Clark Lee, and that, that game's not even worth the mention. Although, if you're Spencer Rattler in South Carolina um, and that defense, which hadn't gotten stops in a while, you're, you're pleased about it. But well, what was the biggest shocker of you this uh, to you this week, Blake? Uh, it was – it was Auburn, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and, and that's saying, like, I, I thought Tennessee, Missouri would be close, but I'll be honest, like, I I bet on Missouri. I, they were they were my pick, so I wasn't stunned that, you know, they won the game. Yes, I thought it would be much more competitive for two top 15 teams, um, but I was with you. I totally thought Arkansas, based off of, you know, kind of getting, getting the type of win they got against Florida, yeah. Sometimes that's just like the exhale, right? We've talked about that in the past. After that many losses, like, man, thank goodness. We can just exhale. We got one. All right, let's get back to doing, you know, what we think we can do because we are talented. But to come out and have a game like that, um, nothing taking nothing away from Auburn. They won three in a row now. But that, there's no way that game should be a 38-point game. So Georgia's had was, it. Oh, Brock Bowers touchdown. Sorry. By the, by the way, now, that was another thing about the bingo card. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't watched the Georgia game, Brock Bowers is back. So, um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I would go Auburn-Arkansas one. But, obviously, like I said, I, I think the Missouri-Tennessee being a 29-point game, um, yeah, probably probably didn't expect it to be to that level, even though I, I did bet on Missouri to win the game. So. Yeah, I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time on, on Arkansas-Auburn just because it wasn't one of the the probably the two key games, but th there are some things out of this. I, I think Sam Pittman. What happens there next? Uh, I think it, we all something know what happens. We, well, I think we do, but I mean, we have no we have no inside knowledge of what is about to happen, uh, but we have some suspicions. Uh, I saw Auburn play. I was in the press box for that one at Vanderbilt last week, and I thought. If Georgia or somebody good shows up in this game, really good, I mean that. I felt like that. Whoever could have scored 70, 80 points against that defense. So I, I just didn't. I left thinking last week's game was more about Vanderbilt being horrible than than Auburn being a, a team that took a step offensively. Defensively, knew they were they were pretty fair, but. Yeah, that 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 was a, a shock to me today after the way Arkansas had played last week. Uh, but we also said Auburn was a team that you would rather play Hugh Freeze earlier in the year than later when they started getting used to things. And and boy did Auburn, excuse me, boy did Arkansas bear the brunt of that one today. No, I say give Auburn a lot of credit because you know two things can be true at the same time. Arkansas can struggle, but Auburn can be really really good, and you know got a little bit of both of that today and. Yeah, they've definitely improved, right? That's a team that you remember watching them back with that game against Cal early in the season. It was just like it's just a grind, right? 14-10 and um, you know, obviously 48-18 at LSU. But yeah, I mean, they've they've improved in areas and you know, sure, it's been nice to have Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and now an Arkansas team we thought was maybe turning the corner, but clearly not. But hey, in the SEC, you take care of your business and um, you know, you get rewarded for that. And so now Auburn's got six wins and Again, that's a – we think about this, right? Like, think about where Auburn fans were, what, year and a half ago, whatever the yeah. timeline was. 
think about where they are now. Yeah, I'd be ecstatic. Um, so yeah, just dominant, dominant win in favor. Yeah, and 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 seven wins won't be a give me. I mean, I think I think they're going to beat New Mexico State, but it's not the just awful Mexico State team you face every year. They got a quarterback who can play a little bit and, and it been been a decent team. I still think they'll win, but I, I think the big story to me was Missouri today because Tennessee had scored what 62 and 66 points against Missouri the last two years I mean I I, again I'm not shocked that Missouri won I I picked them but seven points for Tennessee are you kidding me well look I I told you before we started recording I said and this kind of ties in the Georgia Ole Miss game I said, I think, and I just don't know if people, I I do know why. It's just people still, I think, they should after today understand it. But I just, I still thought Missouri was a team was not getting enough credit to be yeah. where they are. Um, you know, we, we've seen it. We, we've seen people just say, well, you know, schedule, one close games. Yeah, you know, we'll see. But I think last week you really had to understand, especially as you're watching Ole Miss do this against Georgia. I told you, I said, I thought Missouri was probably the team best equipped to give Georgia a game based on what we've seen to this point. And so I think in that regard, like, like you said, you look at sort of this history, the recent history between these two it was 163 to 60. The last three games between Tennessee and Missouri average margin of victory being 34.3 points per game. Well, guess what? The yeah. average margin of victory in this series is not going to change a whole lot because Missouri just won by 29, but completely sort of, you know, reversing the momentum in terms of just where this thing has been. And I think that gives Missouri some motivation too, because again, you can look at the past three years, you know, the way these games have gone, specifically the past two, giving up 60 plus, but this is just a completely different Missouri team. And like I said, I, I, I hope everyone understands that now. Um, you know, it's not just a team that has gotten by because they've won a few close games or, you know, because of this or that, like they are a yeah. really, really good elite team. Um, you maybe know, maybe and, top and, ten team after this week. Well, yeah, that's my, like you're yeah. you're the number fourteen team, and you just beat the number thirteen team by twenty nine. Um, and, and again, I, sure, Tennessee didn't play their best, but still, my goodness. Um, yeah, if if you're not buying Missouri as a legitimate threat to most teams in the country at this point, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, because yeah. yeah, they are a really, really good team and credit to everybody there because they have put it all together. We said this was a defining year for Eli Drinkwitz. This was the best team he had on paper and they have executed the plan. They've got to this point. And again, you can even go back to the Georgia game. They were right there with a chance with not that much time left, right? Like it's a one score game. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Missouri should, should get, um, a lot of credit, not just for what it did today, but looking at this now in a whole and what they've accomplished at this point. Cody Schrader had 321 oh yards from scrimmage today. Now, look, their offensive line was phenomenal also, but my goodness, hats off to that kid because he was a Division two guy, what, two years ago? Been doubted all year, was leading the league in rushing, but people said, well, hey, look. You know, yards per carry, it's not as good. Hey, he he put all that to rest today. When you yeah. rush for 205 and catch passes for a buck 16 more, that the kid was an absolute beast. 
Almost outgained Tennessee by himself. Well, and think about that. Like, Schrader entered. I had the stat here. I'm trying to find it. He entered this game with 112 or more rushing yards in four of the past six games. He had scored a touchdown in six straight games, nine total touchdowns during the stretch, the last four games. And think about what he added to that today. Like, my goodness. Like, 205 yards on the ground, 116 yards receiving. Um, Just remarkable. And... And that's the thing, too, right? If you look at just kind of the way this thing has gone between these two teams, that was the thing, is Tennessee could just do anything and everything it wanted offensively, right? They had 724 yards last year, 683 yards in the game in 2021. Um, Entered as a top 15 team nationally in yards per game. All those offensive stats that we talked about this year. And then Missouri just, again, just takes it to them. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, Trader, man, he, and I know, like, that's kind of, we talked a lot about this season, you know, the the, the Brady Cook, the Luther Burden connection and all those things. But, man, you look at what Cody Schrader has done. And you even go back to last week, right? Like, Georgia's team, it's hard to, it's hard to rush for 100 yards against Georgia, right? It's not easy. Um, you know, then yeah. he's just, he has, like, he has been the difference in terms of having that guy back there, knowing that you can't just key in on Luther Burden and, and Theo Weiss and all these other guys, like, because Cody Trader is making teams pay and he's been doing it for almost the past two months or so now, or you can go back to the first game of the season, right? He rushed for 140 or something like that then. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was dominant performance from all, all parties involved on the Missouri side. Well, Tennessee was giving up. What was it? Um, I'll look it up exactly. 3.9 per rushing play coming in. That that's that's better. That's over half a yard better than Georgia. Yeah. By the way, John's mentioning in the comments here about a, a catch by Ole Miss. I, I didn't see it. Maybe you see it, Chris, but um well anyways. honestly, I have I have got one TV in front of me in my office where we're doing this, and I had turned it away to LSU Florida. Well, because we we'll know find it. Yeah, well, guess what? To, to top off the craziness, Florida's just gone ahead of LSU. Yeah, mid third quarter. Well, so. we will certainly talk a lot about that. Like we said on Monday, what if that was a Trey Harris catch? We'll find out. Um, yeah. Like I said, guys, we're starting this early tonight, um, and yeah, we will we'll get back around to the games we don't talk a lot about tonight. As usual, I know this is how it usually works, but. We are starting a bit earlier tonight, so um, usually there's only one game still in play, but there's three right now. Um, but scheduling purposes is what we had to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, Chris, Missouri with a dominant performance and anything else we want to add on that one? Uh, from the Tennessee end, the defense was astonishingly bad. Uh, for Joe Milton, the numbers weren't awful, but it was kind of scatter-armed Joe Milton. I thought like we saw that fumble. Uh, where he's just cocking back, and I think one of his backs hits his arm. Uh, they they didn't call it a fumble on the field, and then they replayed it. Clearly it was. That was probably Tennessee's last gasp. But Tennessee just plays so much better at home than it does on the road. And, of course, it gets Georgia at home next week. But as I've been saying all week, I think if Tennessee were, were to go to Missouri and win today, then that Georgia game, that place was going to be lit. But you don't. All of a sudden, your three losses, a lot of things you were playing for before the season are gone. Uh, I'm not saying there won't be a lot of people in Nayland and they won't be excited for that game when it gets here, but that that took a lot of steam out of that one next week. 
Yeah, no, it did for sure, uh, especially the way Georgia's playing. Um, by the way, SEC football, yes. T- Tennessee didn't play well on the road against uh, in football, but basketball, they sure look good against Goodness. Hey, Friday ball night. fans, let me give you some encouragement. Um, I think that's a national title caliber team. I really do. I told someone that earlier, and yeah. someone said, oh, Rick Barnes. I said, well, I don't care what you say. I said, well, look at the bracket when we get there. But I said, hey. this team is as good as I've seen there, minus the Grant – well, may, maybe yeah. equal to the Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield teams. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I, it's And it's more talented. There's no it's, question. It's deeper. It's deeper. Yeah. Um. And by the way, down. and I know some of I know everyone, a lot of people here football, but yes, we we always do a reaction video for basketball games. We didn't do it today because Saturday's football day um, right now with all these big games, but we are going to have a reaction video up tomorrow for basketball for the Friday night game. So Tennessee fans, you'll enjoy that one. Missouri fans, you better enjoy this one because uh, you won't enjoy that one. Um, anyways, continuing on here, Chris, um, let's Alabama. talk about Georgia. Let, let's oh, talk about Georgia, Georgia. Quick, because I want to go ahead and get to this one because, again, this thing's over. Um, I know there's some Georgia fans checking in. I saw some people earlier saying, hey, glad you went ahead and started this because, yeah, this game's over. Um, what stood out? I mean, I don't even know where you start with Georgia, but, like, we I talked about the, the Brock Powers. Stood out. Yeah, I mean, so. Well, here's the thing. Um, Milton had two huge runs in this one, and that man did Taylor Ratledge threw one heck of a block on one of those, and I didn't yeah. see who threw the one on the on the second one. We were just going on air, but I mean that was one thing. And I, I don't know what the sack and pressure numbers will be when this one's over, uh, but I felt like when I was really locked into that one, and when it got to be a blowout, I, I switched over to the Florida one here. There goes Jaden Daniels. <laughs> what about Jaden Daniels? 85-yard Goodness gracious, and he made it look way too easy. Um, I, You know, we, we've always said, like, Georgia's not a team that the last two years under Kirby Smart has thrived on on sacks and turnovers. They, they don't really get – they get a ton of pressures, maybe not a lot of sacks, but they, they have the ability duh, to dial it up when they can. And I felt like when the game was in the balance, they did that. The other thing, I think Ole Miss had its little window when it was, what, 28-14 to 14 and got the fake punt where they caught Georgia completely off guard. Georgia's defense holds. Uh, that was a big moment in that game. I felt like that was the the snuffing out of Ole Miss's last real chance. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen this script before where – I think Georgia hit a, they scored a field goal last week on Missouri, but Missouri scored a touchdown up seven three after the first quarter. Florida scored first on Georgia, you know, and and it's just like you see that and you're like, okay, maybe this is it, right? Like, okay, maybe this is about to look out because as we've said all year, Georgia's just they've started slow most times, like first quarter wise, they they, they usually mm-hmm. sometimes tend to start slow. Now you can go back to Kentucky game and all that, but for the most part. um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where, like, it's almost like, hey, let's just give the teams false hope real quick, and everyone come out and just, you know, run them out of the building, minus the, the Missouri game. Um, and that was it here. Like, you saw Ole Miss come down, first drive, all right. All right, like, this is what you got to do. You got to score. Yeah. You got to prove you can score against Georgia. They did it right away. Okay, you settle in. Things are good. But, like, you just cannot replicate <laughs> what you're getting on the other side. Um and and again, getting Brock Bowers back, 
We talked about how good they were without him. Like, just think about what that does for opposing defenses, and especially a defense like this in Ole Miss, where it's like, you know, I, I don't. Where, where would you say they would rank for you, Chris, in the SEC in terms of defenses, Ole Miss? Uh, middle of the pack. I middle mean, of the pack. Georgia, Georgia Alabama are better. Missouri's better. Tennessee's better. Right. Um, Auburn's definitely better. A&M's better. Yeah, right Right after that, Ole Miss is as good as anybody. But that's the problem, right? <laughs> it's hard to be middle of the pack and beat Georgia if that's where you are. Like, you, you have to be able to – knowing what we're seeing right now from Carson Beck and what we're seeing from, you know, Ladd McConkey and, and, and everybody, whether it's Edwards, Milton, whoever you want to throw in there. Um, it's just, you, you know, like we said, you've got to be able to craft kind of the perfect game and it's not enough just to come out and get off to a good start. It is just an absolute grind to try to do this against this team. And like we said, now they bring back their best offensive weapon. Um, and it's just, yeah. I mean, remember, remember this. Ole Miss is a top ten team. Like they're ranked there. I know some people say, well, yeah. they shouldn't be, but but they are. They're eight and one. They're eight and one coming into this game. Um, and I know they they've won some close games. We've talked about that. Uh, but but still, right. And this is just what Georgia can do to teams. And so to me, this was like, like I said, it. We've seen this script before, and that's what this felt like. Like this is one where get a lot of positive momentum for a team coming in. Um, but it's just, it's different when you play Georgia. And like I said, I, I thought Missouri was better equipped. Um, I know, I don't know that I thought it would be a 31 point game or whatever with, you know, in the fourth quarter, but I just, I don't know. I, I thought Ole Miss was going to have some issues even after watching them, you know, start the game the way they did. I just felt like defensively, it was going to be a tough task to do this against Georgia. Some, something occurred to me today. I, I know it's the era of college football. In, in in terms of offenses and, and record numbers and those kind of things. Although I think that's taken a little bit of a step back, maybe just a hair. Who are, who are the best two defenses in this league? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and who are unquestionably the, the two best teams in this league? Yeah. And and same thing in the Big Ten. It's Ohio State and and Penn State. I'm excuse me, Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan are probably your best. I mean, Penn State's got a good one, too. Penn State just didn't have an offense at all. Well, I take I was up there, too. But point being, the teams that are rising to the top now are the teams that have the really elite defenses. I mean, there's, the, you know, Washington's still unbeaten. I think the defense is going to be that team's undoing eventually. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and again, they, they do, but – we've also seen these two offenses just completely turn it on. Right. And it's just, that's like, again, that's why it's so tough is because they are the complete package. Now, both of them, Georgia and Alabama, um, you know, like we said, Carson Beck playing as well as he's played Bowers is back. All his offensive weapons are there now. And think about what they've done to this point, knowing you know that that ceiling is even higher now with Bowers back in the mix. And then it's looking on the other side. And I guess we can kind of transition into the Alabama. Um, which again, guys, I know we got a lot of people in the comments reminder before we go into Alabama, um, you can leave a super chat if you want, that'll help us, uh, get your comment up on the screen. Uh, cause we do get a lot of them in these Saturday night reaction shows. So to make sure we don't miss them, cause there's a lot kind of flying through our screen, leave us a super chat. That's just, uh, Hey, hit that little dollar sign there 
uh, leave a super chat. That's just a donation to the channel. You appreciate all the videos we do every week here at Southeastern 14, our live streams like this on Saturday nights. Um, and you can also join our It Just Means More membership tier, which is $3.99 a month. That is, again, a donation to the channel, helps us make more videos for you guys. Um, and that's what we want to do. So we appreciate all you jumping in here, watching the uh, reaction shows as always. And like I said, I apologize to you out there who were expecting Blaine and you have to hear my uh, horse type voice. But um, hey, we do what we can here, Chris. So Alabama, Jalen Milrow, I think he scored a few touchdowns today. Boy, he did. Six of them, uh, either running or passing. Alabama jumped all over Kentucky. This was never a game. Their identity just continues to be Milrow making big plays and that defense making disruptive plays, and that's what it was again today. Chris, I don't know if you know this stat, but as I was doing my research for this game this week, if if I had to give you one SEC team that Alabama has just completely walloped the most throughout history, who would who would without you know I'm asking this now, but if I had to ask you this cold on a random day and there was no previous discussion on anything. I just threw it right at you. Who would you pick? Uh, are we including Vanderbilt in that? Because that's yes. too easy. Okay. Yes. Are you saying they've? it's been more lopsided against Kentucky? Yes, I am telling really? you that. <laughs> um, because okay. remember, this is full series history, right? So believe it or not, Vanderbilt has a better percentage against Alabama than Kentucky does. Um, How many of those were before like 1920? Yes, but I'm just... Just putting it in the full profile here, okay? I said okay. full series history. So I went to Sports Ref and looked this up. Alabama came into this game with a 93.9% winning percentage against Kentucky. 38 wins, two losses, one tie. Next closest SEC opponent, Chris, you know who it was? It wasn't Vanderbilt. Um, hmm. Ole Miss. Uh, okay. 85.1%, 56 wins, nine losses, two ties. Alabama came into this game on a 16-game winning streak in the series, so now to 17. Um, the largest margin of victory in the 41 meetings came three years ago. Do you remember what that score was? 63-3 in Tuscaloosa. Oh. That was 2020 season. So, in the rematch, like you said. Oh, that was the, that was the team that just ran roughshod over everybody. Yeah, yeah 2020. So, um, so, again, it's like, believe it or not, this has kind of been the trend uh, when you look at this series. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought this was kind of one of those where I know Kentucky won last week against Mississippi state, but again, you talk about just the contrast, right. Of going from playing against a Mississippi state team that has been without the quarterback, um, offensively has just struggled to get anything going. Now you're playing a team that has found its way in every way, um, offensively. And you just, you, you knew what this could be. If, if Kentucky struggled um, on both sides and you kind of got a little bit of that. So, yeah, man, I mean, I, like I said, I don't even know what else to add, right? Because, I mean, Jalen Milrow scores six touchdowns. What else do you say? Um, Alabama just dominated, and that's where they are right now. So, Well, we've got the title game locked in officially. Yeah. I mean, Georgia just got to put the finishing touches on this one. But I was surprised that – were you surprised that the line was like five, five and a half? That was higher – I thought it was going to be much closer to a pick or Georgia by one. Well, I don't know. I mean, I – yeah, I don't know. I, I th Those are interesting because there's a lot that goes into those, as we know. Um, 
I'm not shocked by that. No, not stunned. Okay. I, but but again, it is kind of like if we're looking at it, it's like take your pick. Look at what these teams are doing. And so, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking, okay, my maybe it's going to be Alabama and Georgia, but it's going to be Alabama and Georgia teams that are just compared to what we've seen for Alabama and Georgia in the past disappointing you know somebody had to get there so it's going to be those two teams they're still the most two talented teams now I'm, I'm starting to pick up a lot more excitement for this one the way both these teams are, are closing in november here yeah yeah i don't know how you could be excited about this based on what these two teams are doing right now and um like i said i think it'd be inter- next week's game very interesting see how tennessee bounces back and what george is doing right now it's whew, that's gonna be an interesting one so I, I um, wanna um go ahead. I'm sorry. No, get get what you're gonna get to real quick. Then we got a couple of super chats we'll get to. So yeah, I mean on the Kentucky side, okay. That Mark Stoops has got to go to South Carolina next weekend, and then they mm-hmm. got a Louisville team that's trying to make a play for the playoff, although um I think it's I think it's gonna be an uphill climb. They're gonna need a lot of help, but I mean they're looking at potentially six and six at this point. After the way they started that season, uh, mm-hmm. what does that feel like if you're Mark Stoops? Uh, it's disappointing. I don't know how you know Kentucky fans could say it, right? And I know they're disappointed. Um, yeah, it is disappointing because remember, I mean, think about our expectations for Kentucky coming into the season, right? Like we talked a lot about them this in the summer. We said, hey, this is one of those teams where if they put it all together, look out. And a lot of that was around, you know, Devin Leary and what the expectations were, very high expectations. So, yeah, I mean, it just hasn't – I told you, I, I thought early in the season, I said this is – and I know it wasn't the same with Ole Miss last year, right? But what did Ole Miss finish last year? Seven and five? Started – Yeah. Six and oh, was that right? Um, mm, something like six that. Six and oh, seven and one maybe. So, I said this – scheduling-wise, I said this looks similar to where if you if they were to hit a – sort of bump in the road, it can kind of the domino effect can begin. Yeah. It was based on the schedule and the way it falls. So but but I think oh, that's also like you're expecting some of these games to be, you know, you again, it's like this was a huge home game. Think about it, we went into the season, right? Saying like this, these are the two games you're circling. Tennessee at home, Alabama at home. My goodness. Come out today and just I'm sorry, you know. Jaden Daniels is just is he gonna win the Heisman? They got to win this he game. Should. He should. I mean, look, he's run for 220 yards. He just hit, I think, Brian Thomas downfield with just a dart. It's got to be down to him and Michael Penix. Like, it has to be. I mean, I would. I would if Washington, so. and I know we say it's not a team thing, but, like, if Washington were to lose a game here soon. And he beat Jason then, Marshall Jr., who's a pretty, you know, first-round defensive back. Just like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, like you said, Kentucky is going to be an interesting one based on how they finish the season. I, I'm curious to see what Kentucky fans have to say. Of course, you have the comments, folks, if you want to let us know if you're watching live or probably not a, a lot of Kentucky fans tuning in live after watching that earlier, but um, also do it in the replay. So, I have some thoughts on Kentucky's scheduling philosophy. I'm going to try to get to those maybe Monday rather than, than do them tonight. Um, what if we... Oh, all right. Chris logged off. So I'll answer a couple of these super chats. Chris probably hit the wrong button. Uh, as you guys can see, I'm coughing. So 
You're listening. <laughs> You're back. Where did you go? <laughs> Where'd you go? Hit the wrong tab on the browser. That's what I thought. I told yep. everyone that's what you did. So, all right, Chris, I'm going to answer a couple of these super chats and then we will quickly wrap up with some random thoughts on everything else. Again, guys, more in-depth thoughts as usual from the weekend. We'll have it on the morning report on Monday with Blaine. Have it on the daily show with Chris and Gavin. So um, be sure to subscribe, hit the like button, check all that out. John is leaving the $4.99 super chat. If I can get through this without coughing, John, that may be worth the $5 alone. But uh, thanks for the content. Big Missouri fan, John is off topic, but this is for Blake to openly help recruit Jaden Quaintance to Missouri for Dennis Gates. <laughs> well, listen, he's down to two. It's either Kentucky or Missouri. So, hey, Missouri is right there with a shot. Dennis Gates getting ready to build on what is already one of the best classes in college basketball heading into next season. So, if he gets him, folks, I don't know what else to tell you, Missouri fans. Um, Dennis Gates guy, he's not – I know you're not happy with him after the Memphis game, but – What happened that second half? My goodness. Great, Sorry. Great I don't, question, I don't need to – Pour a bucket of cold water on Missouri's night. We'll answer that tomorrow on the SEC basketball. I just had, I had bigger expectations. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll talk all about that because I got a lot of thoughts on what happened in that one and potential issues moving forward for Missouri. But we appreciate it, John. Do appreciate the super chat. Uh, all right, this one football related to Missouri. Do you think Mizzou from Wish Upon a Star here five dollars? Do you think with Mizzou will be up to eleven in the committee's rankings this week, Chris? Number eleven. Where do you have them? Well. Let me see where they were. They were 14. Tennessee was 13, so obviously they're going to move up. Oregon State beat the crud out of what, Stanford? So I wouldn't think they'd move ahead of Oregon State, which has got some big wins. Louisville, I think Louisville was winning tonight, or am I dreaming that? Um, That's a good Virginia. question. I have had Check my eye on, on the SEC and haven't seen a lot of other stuff today. I mean, I would think they would move ahead of Penn State. Louisville beat Virginia on Thursday, yeah. Okay, yeah, Thursday, excuse me. Okay, so they'll move ahead of Tennessee. So that's going from 14 to 13. If they get Penn State, that's 12. I presume Ole Miss would lose two. That's 11. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of the top eight lost today, did they? Don't I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So the question was, can they get to eleven? I, yeah, I think so. Um, we'll let, let me see what the what's the obstacles to that might be. Um, I mean, look, they they've beaten Kansas State, Tennessee, won at Kentucky, beat beat a pretty decent Memphis team. I mean, an Ole Miss pairing wins. That's that's probably on par, better than what Ole Miss has got. Certainly better than what yeah. Penn State's got. Uh, you're going to jump Tennessee by virtue of winning head to head. That I think that's exactly where Missouri lands. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good discussion too. Uh, well, mostly you guys do that on Tuesday in terms of predictions for the the playoff rankings. But I know Chris will have more numbers that he can break down then and. Um, give you guys probably a, a more detailed answer on that. But yeah, for now, looks to be the spot. So, all right, um, quickly, Chris, and before we do this, guys, we are going to wrap up here soon. Um, 
so you don't have to listen to my voice for for one but um also because we will again go a little bit more in depth on these and scheduling wise we got to start a little bit earlier tonight um anything else chris random from the other stuff i guess uh like we said florida lsu if you're listening to this on audio you're watching the replay lsu florida still ongoing just getting the fourth quarter pretty much so we will not have full thoughts on that game um a and M Mississippi State. We probably wouldn't give you our full thoughts on that one since it's a what yeah point game. Um, you uh, you led me where I was going. I, I was going to say the other angle uh, of today is the coach welfare check. Uh, Sam Pittman. Uh, we're not really bullish on where that might be headed. I think Zach Arnett already had problems coming in today, getting your doors blown off by five and four A and M team. Not going to help that one bit. The loser of South Carolina Vandy fan base was going to be super unhappy. Um, I, I think Clark Lee's lost his team, it looks like, after watching the way they played the second half. Uh, for, for whatever that's worth, I mean, that's <laughs> – Vandy's been down this path a few times. I guess Shane Beamer um, – you know, gets to gets to breathe a little bit today, reset towards next week, and they've got Kentucky and Clemson, two winnable games. So maybe this is the time of year where Shane Beamer does Shane Beamer things and they get bowl eligible. If they can win both those, they're six and six. Um yeah, and then and then whatever happens in this Florida game, which has been a just an offensive show here. By the way, I don't. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of this game, but A and Mississippi State. Have you seen Jalen Henderson? My goodness, like he is. He's got four total touchdowns. Um, Eleven of 18, 150, 12 rushes, sixty yards, two touchdowns. Like what a interesting thing, right? Um, it's like uh, Jalen Milrow light. Like Parson, I know Parson's been in there, but it hasn't. You know, yeah, like Mississippi State. Like we said just. It, so different without Will Rogers. If you so, can't throw the ball this league, um, yeah, forget it. And they can't. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's only so much you can do. Um, so yeah, I mean the South Carolina Vandy game, just to add a couple more on. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I don't know what else you say. Um, good. One uh, for what Sam, but, yeah. Sam brings up Missouri's a million times better than Louisville. Um, I, I think I would take, Missouri to beat Louisville right now, but I think in, in the playoff, you've seen a very clear hierarchy of undefeated teams, one loss teams, two loss teams, three loss teams. It's usually that number to the right of the dash is what has mattered a lot to the committee. So I don't see them jumping Louisville, even if Missouri is the better team. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at these scores for like we sort of let in to this thing and we can wrap up with it, Chris, but it's like, when you just look down the scoreboard from today and you see the, the teams that set themselves apart uh, in some of these games, it is pretty wild that a lot of these games like this came on the same day. Um, yeah. And you just don't get that a lot. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately for the teams that lost, not ideal. The teams that won, boy, they, they came out and unleashed some frustration and uh whatever like they just um they took it to the opponent and again the georgia old miss that's a top 10 game right there and georgia's up 35 or whatever about to win by yeah whatever it is so man i tell you there it's the sec right like you just don't expect a lot of these but 
when you do, you can see the side that takes care of business and you can see why these are teams that are, that are built to be what they are. And like I said earlier, I think that's why for me, maybe today is one of those games where you just, for anyone out there that was doubting that Missouri is an elite team, I I think that should um, answer that uh, in that kind of scenario against a team that has completely had their number. And I know Tennessee fans are disappointed, but um, yeah, I thought this was a lot more about Missouri just in terms of what they are capable of and how good they are. So, Yeah, Missouri's going to get to 10 wins, I would say, at this point. You go Florida, then at Arkansas. I mean, they're, they're going to be favored both of them. Florida's at home. That, that gets you to a, a big boy bowl game. Yeah, it does. So, all right, Chris, anything you want before we wrap it up? Guys, you, you have yeah. a second. If you want to throw in a quick super chat, you can. Um, but, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here shortly. Teams that are still uh, playoff viable, I guess we're down to, what, nine at this point? Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, and Louisville. Um, may, maybe Oklahoma. Bet Online's got Oklahoma plus twenty five hundred, which is about four uh, percent chance. Uh, they're clobbering a pretty good West Virginia team, so I, I think that's a that's a huge long shot. But just for housekeeping's sake. Uh, and may, maybe Oregon State, but I, I think that's an even bigger long shot. So that that's kind of where we are. Um, these undefeateds and one-loss teams keep winning, and, and it's going to be one heck of a last few weeks here. It will, and we will have you all covered here at Southeastern 14, guys. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Like we said, be sure to support uh, our friends at Bet Online. Use that promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And uh, like we said, also a lot of ways to contribute to the channel. If you want to do that, help us do more of these live streams, more videos every week. Um, Join the It Just Means More tier, $3.99 a month. We got several people that have joined recently, too, to add to the number we already had. So we really appreciate you guys uh, helping out the channel each month. And, uh, yeah, it allows us to make more videos for you, whether it's SEC football, basketball, baseball. We cover it all here at Southeastern 14. And so, uh, like I said, Blaine will be back Monday morning. With the morning report, giving you what we learned about every single team here in week 11. And then, of course, Chris will have the daily show uh, 11 a.m. Central on Monday as well. So basketball reaction, Chris, coming tomorrow, too. So got a lot of stuff here. Southeastern 14. Fun times. Uh, Thank you for watching tonight or listening. If you're doing that on our podcast platform, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts, I think. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.